to do. And so he came and told us, and we made all the arrangements and, and packed him up and had this big old convoy, you know, driving down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And as we pull into Tulsa, one of the first things we saw is this great big huge billboard that said Guts Church. And um, we just, both Tom and I just like, oh, wow, you know, cool sign, big. I mean, it was lar it's larger than life. You cannot miss it. And so we knew it's like that was why Stephen, God called him to go to Ramah, is so that he could get connected. Not that he did not. Ramah was awesome for him. It, it, I'm not knocking that at all. But, you know, there's just those connect moments. And, and we knew that that was why um, he was going there. And so it's been kind of fun um, uh, getting to know Sandy. It's not like we've had any conversations, deep conversations, until pretty much yesterday. Um, one year, probably about two, three years ago, Stephen was um, in their internship, and she was at uh, Pastor Wendy's Celebrate Conference. And I uh, went back into the green room after the service, and, and uh, I think I must have been missing my son pretty much or something like that. But I went up to her, and I introduced myself to her again and said, when, when you go home, can you just give my son a hug for me, you know? And so <clears throat> a couple days later, I get this call from my son. Mom, what did you do? <laughs> so apparently they were in some kind of a staff meeting or something like that, and there's all these people around, and they were getting ready to leave, and all of a sudden, Pastor Sandy says, Stephen, Stephen, stand up. And she walks over to him and gives him this great big bear hug. <laughs> I said... Yeah, that's my kind of girl. <laughs> he, he was kind of embarrassed, but I love it. And so I knew then that we were kindred spirits, and I'm just so excited um, to see what God does, develops our relationship. It's just like a, a friend that I've had forever, and, you know, even though we don't live close to each other, it's just like when we talk, it's, it's just like we've always known each other. So I am so honored that you're here with us today. And so if you'll please help me welcome Pastor Sandy Shear. Hey, girls. How's it going? Okay, yes, I definitely need the podium. And give me a second to pull my pants up. I don't know if any of you guys need to ever do that. Hold on. Just talk amongst yourself. Oh, there's no guys in here. There are a couple of guys in here. Okay, you guys, first of all, if you have come here to hear an itinerant, speaker that goes all over the world and speaks to all these big places, I'm, I'm sadly to say that you're going to be extremely disappointed if that's why you came. I am a pastor's wife. Um, I do not go all over the country and speak. I have spoken at a few things, but this is really probably maybe one of my first conferences, full-on conferences. I've spoken at churches before, so I am so amazed to be here. We absolutely love the Fields family Love Shelby and Tom. And of course, Stephen was just a joy. Is Stephen in here? Maybe not, but he might be out in the hall listening. But Stephen was the ultimate intern. And let me tell you something about Stephen. Bill and I were at dinner last night, and he was talking and talking about what he's been doing and where he is, what's going on in his life. And, and we just said, I turned to Bill and I said, that is why we do the intern program right there. That's why we do it. Because he... It's shocking when he came, not that he wasn't amazing when he came in, 
but the growth that happened with him and then the growth that has happened since he's been here has just been, you know, serving his parents. I mean, y'all, that's not easy. I mean, I have three kids. I'm 55 years old. I, um, my, my oldest son is 30. My, I have a daughter, 27, and then a daughter that's 20. And they've all served us. They still do. And it's, it's, sometimes it's hard, you know. I mean, they, they have a whole different, and I don't know how many pastor's wives are in here. Okay, I want to talk to you guys. They have a whole different idea of what we should be doing these days. Like, Mom, Dad, come on. I mean, that was back in, you know, the 70s. And it's like, well, we love the 70s. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable in the 70s and 80s. But anyway, um, but I'm, we're just so honored. I'm honored to be here, and Bill's honored to be here, and you're going to hear from him um, tomorrow, I believe, and in the panel, on the panel today. This might be the first time Bill and I are on a panel with a bunch of people, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Okay, um, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. First of all, I, the whole, when, when this whole conference came up, I started praying about what to speak on, and my mom, and this is not a sad thing, but my mom passed away. Her birthday was yesterday. She passed away. Um, she would have been 82 yesterday, and there, we, I grew up in the South, grew up in Jackson, Mississippi, and she used to always say, Sandy, if there's one thing I know, it's this, and it was always so impacting in my life, and so I want to talk to you this week, this weekend or today about if there's one thing I know. And I'm going to give you several different things that I want to talk to you guys about that I think are important that my voice is like shaking right now. I'm going to calm it down for a second. Um, that I want to just, I just want to talk to you guys as, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Okay. Um, Pinterest, social media, um, you know, there's really no new ideas. Um, everyone goes online looks at what everyone else is doing, takes pictures now, which is amazing. Some of you young girls that are in here that takes pictures. I was, uh, there's a girl that, from Tulsa that was in Miss America. And I, I heard these two girls talking at our church, and one of them was in the restroom. And she said, do you know how much that girl spent on her dress? And so I'm, they don't know I'm in there, and I'm, I'm kind of in the stall. And so, <laughs> so I'm just kind of listening. And, and the other girl said, well, how do you know? And she said, well, when I saw it on TV, I took a picture of it, and then I went to a website. It took me to a website of where she bought the dress, and this is how much she spent on the dress, and this is where she got it. You know the Bachelorette? Now, don't even act like you don't know what the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is on TV. Okay, you know what that is? This same girl, which is funny, um, she actually saw an outfit that JoJo was wearing, if any of you guys ever watched The Bachelorette, that JoJo was wearing that she loved, and there were a bunch of girls sitting there watching it. I heard about this. And she took, um, looked it up online and ordered the dress while she was watching The Bachelorette off, off of her phone, which all the young people were like, yeah. I mean, we're all, I mean, this was just amazing to me. Ordered it. And some of the other girls said, you know, I love that dress. I think I want to wear that dress like, you know, in a few months, I want, to, I want to find a dress like that. And she said, no, I'm sorry, I've just bought it. I just bought it while we were watching TV today. And I'm just like, what? I mean, what year do we live in? What is this? I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? I love it and I hate it. I love social media and I hate social media. I wasn't going to talk about any of this this morning. So just get ready. Today is going to be maybe all over the place, but I really, really do have about 
seven different messages to stick into about four different sessions that I just want to talk to you about. But basically what I want to talk to you guys just about is how to get from point A to point B. A lot of this that I'm going to talk about is very simple, very um, these things that you've heard over and over. But you know what? It never, never grows old. It's the word. It's alive. We need to hear it constantly. I mean, even if you've been taught, you went to Rama. You, I mean, I went to ORU, went to Rama for a period of time, and I'll tell you about that later. But anyway, and um, and and then we, Bill and I, have been married 32 years. Um, have been in the ministry. We started out. Um, well, I can tell you about that in a minute. But we we started out, and so it's just been years and years of ministry. We're going on 24 years at God's Church in Tulsa, and so we love it. It's just fun. Okay, so getting back to if there's one thing I know. I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. My dad was an attorney. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and that was my stepdad. But in the earlier years, I had a dad that was an alcoholic. And this isn't to give everyone a downer to start out with. I just want to kind of paint a story for you about kind of from the beginning. I was born in Nashville. My mom was married. I was the youngest of four kids. She moved us to Jackson, Mississippi. My dad at the time became an alcoholic. And he was never physically abusive, sexually abusive, anything like that. He was just verbally, you know, there was just a, a uh, like when I get around people that have an addiction, I, there's this thing that I feel inside. I don't know how to explain it. And, and girls maybe that have grown up in this kind of home, you kind of, like, I'm, I'm always like, Bill, that person is dealing with this or that. And I just believe it's the Holy Spirit. But my dad died on a, a golf course. Um, when he was 39 years old, and I was five. He was buried on my sixth birthday. None of that is terrible, okay? This is all just life. Everybody has a story. Everybody has things that they go through, but <clears throat> what we did was he, um, he died, and my mom remarried two years later when I was in third grade. She married the attorney, and he, our life just completely changed. We moved to a new neighborhood, new school. It was great. Loved it. Love my stepdad. My stepdad is still alive today. He's 88. <laughs> he still zip lines in North Carolina. Zip lines, yes. He's, he's very active, very full life. Um, when, we, when, when, he, when my mom married him, we went to a private school, and this was in Jackson. There were a lot of racial issues that were going on, and so they put us in a private school, and I'd always gone to a public school. And um, it was called Jackson Preparatory School. And so um, had a great high school experience, graduated. My, my dad is a huge Ole Miss fan, and so everyone, it was not even an option. You never asked if you were going to college. You were going to college. You were going to go to Ole Miss, and, we, and that's all there was to it. So he had been in a previous marriage that he had two daughters, and they lived in Tennessee. And I'm as close with those two sisters as I am with my other siblings, my natural siblings to this day. In fact, they were texting me this morning. Anyway, to say that, um, our lives just dramatically changed because we went from a life of uh, really lower means to a extravagant life. And um, it, was, it was great. It was a great life, but I went to Ole Miss. We had an Ole Miss room in our house. Everything was blue, red, Went to every Ole Miss game, all that kind of stuff. And then I went to Ole Miss, went, went through a sorority, got in a sorority there, was a fraternity little sister, and never did anything in my life that was just crazy, but I, everything was socially acceptable. 
like socially, I mean, you know, that you would do in a sorority or that you would, you know, just, I mean, it was never like, like Bill. I mean, Bill had a hitman after him. I mean, that totally different, you know. And so I know some of you don't know Bill yet, and you'll hear all about that, I'm sure. Yeah, so anyway, when my parents found, found that out, that was not a good day. But anyway, I hadn't met him yet. So I'm at Ole Miss, and my mom, I'm just feeling I'd been saved and spirit-filled. I got saved at a, a Baptist camp when I was like in seventh grade, and then I got spirit-filled in 10th grade, but there was no word. I mean, there was just, I didn't know why. I didn't know how to go from there. We were going to an Episcopal church. It was an Episcopal cathedral. It was mostly for social reasons. Um, you know, everybody would get wasted the night before and then show up the next day. Um, all the priests, nothing against the Episcopal church. Let me say, there are amazing people in the Episcopal church. But um, the priests that were at our Episcopal church all would have wine and cheese parties, invite the whole congregation, and would be just a mess <laughs> by the time of the night ended. So that was my upbringing of what ministry was and loved them and still love them to this day still still are in contact with some of them but anyway so grew up in that kind of a lifestyle never really had a full understanding of what God's word was and never definitely had an understanding of the ministry we have Bill and I had no ministry background no one in our families grew up in ministry we had no template on what to do what you know how to live any of that so my mom's watching TV one night. She watch, watches the World Action Singers. They come on. She's like, that's where you need to go to church. I mean, that's where you need to go to school. And I said, where is that? And she said, Oral Roberts University. And I said, who is Oral Roberts? Like, I had no idea. And it was just, if I could tell you the story, it was just pretty incredible how the whole story happened of me even getting to um, ORU because it was just an absolute miracle. But went to ORU and met a guy within the first few weeks that I was there. And I was thinking about this this morning. I, I remember the guy's name was Greg. I cannot remember his last name. I don't know if I could pick him out of a lineup right now. Like, I don't, I just, I mean, I know that we dated for a little bit. It was fun. You're for, you know, I didn't know one person at ORU. And so when I got there, he, um, we had gone out a little bit, decided that we didn't, we weren't just, it was okay, we're friends. And um, we broke up. Okay, so... That next day, there's chapel. We go into chapel, and a man named Fred Price, how many of you guys know Fred Price? Fred Price came and spoke at chapel. Give me a second. <laughs> he came and spoke in chapel. And I'm sitting back there as a 19-year-old, as a and I'm like, I have no idea why I'm here. I don't know one person or you. Just had met this guy, and now we're broken up. And so I'm just, I'm sitting there, and Fred Price gets up and he starts talking about um, faith. And I had never heard anything like it. I mean, he was talking about how you can pray for something. And when you pray, you don't have to beg God. You pray, you ask him once, and then you, you, you declare in his word and say, in Jesus' name, it's done. And so he just, it was very, very basic. But I'm telling you, it was the whole chapel. It's one of those things where you're like a sponge and you're just like, it's like the first thing you've ever heard, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, tell me more, tell me more. And so he, I just really connected with his ministry, and so he was up there just talking about, I mean, I, it was like there was no one else in the room, and there were thousands of students, and he was saying, you know, you, 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 know, you pray, you thank God for it, and then you just stand, and you believe for that to come true, and for that to pass. And so I was just, just so excited. 
Got back to my dorm room, and the next morning, he was supposed to speak at, at another meeting, and there were poster boards all over ORU. Um, he had made a comment. He had asked a rhetorical question. You know, are you, are you getting this? And you think at ORU, everybody would be like, yes, oh, praise God. You know, people were screaming out, no. They were like, no. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing. So Oral had to stand up walked over, reprimanded the whole crowd. Y'all, it was, you know, this was one of my first days at ORU. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he's like, you know, you don't, you don't talk to someone like that that's coming to our, you know, that I have invited in. And, and just, it was just like one of these things where I'm like, wow, you know. So it just really, it, they were, he had, he had said a question. And he said, well, don't be a BB head. He said, do you understand what I'm saying? And people were saying no. And he's like, well, well don't be a BB head or something like that. And was not weird, wasn't confrontational. He was just talking, you know. And uh, the next morning, all the signs said, we're not BB heads. We're, we're Christians. We're whatever, you know. And I was just like in shock. It's like I was in the middle of this, this debate and didn't even really understand it. And thinking, why in the world would someone take a message like that and make it something negative? And, of course, it was completely spiritual. So that night, I... Um, a friend of the guy that I went out with, believe me, there is a point to this, all of you that are sitting here listening to this, I promise. So I, I, uh, a guy that was best friends with the guy that we had broken up, and then some of the younger girls are going to love this, but anyway, called and asked if I'd go to church the next, that Sunday. And he said, do you want to go to church with me? I'm on the worship team. We're going to have to go a little bit early. And I hadn't been to a church yet because I, I didn't know Tulsa. I don't even think I had a car. And so I said, okay, I will. Well, the night before... Um, I was up to like two o'clock in the morning. God was just dealing with me. The Holy Spirit was just really dealing with me about things. And so I went into the bathroom and I had not thought about my first dad that was an alcoholic in years because my second dad, my stepdad was just such a great dad. Like I call him dad. Like even me saying to you right now, it was my stepdad. I don't think of him like my stepdad. He was just always my dad. So went into the bathroom that night. Now this, there's going to be a common theme today. So much happens to me in the bathroom, and I don't know why. So, like, lots, lots of maybe the pulling of the, the pants, whatever it is. I'm just telling you, a lot happens to me in the bathroom. So, and sorry for the guys that are in the back. But anyway, um, so, so went into the bathroom. It was a public bathroom. Everyone was asleep. My roommate was asleep. I shut the door to the stall, and I just, I just sat there. And I, you know, okay, don't get a visual there, but I'm just saying, like, just sat <laughs> And I'm just, I'm just praying, literally, because I wanted to get private. I didn't want anyone to know. So I got in the bathroom, and I shut the door, and I started praying. And I just said, God, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why, why I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or what, what's going on here. But I said, if there's anything in my life, if my dad, if my first dad, if there's any unforgiveness that I have towards my dad. And I, and I remember talking to him like this, because this is the way I talk to God. You know, I know there's no unforgiveness, but I'm going to go ahead and bring that up anyway. I mean, I'm going to go ahead, and if there, if there is, and I don't know about it, I thank you that you take care of that. And I just went into extreme detail about my dad. Things started coming up about my dad, okay? And so um, I started just praying about it once and thanking him for it. And I said, I'm, this is the last time I'm bringing him up. This is the last time I'm bringing the situation up, God. And I know you're going to take care of it. And so I'm going to do what Fred Price said, and I'm just going to thank you for it, and I'm going to move on, okay? I mean, details I was talking about in the, in the, 
stall. Okay, so the next morning, get up. I go to the church. We have to get there early. The guy, the, the pastor, I mean, they start the worship and everything, and the guy says, you have to sit kind of up in this area right here. And I'm like, oh, great. So I'm sitting there, not knowing anyone, and a, um, the guy that, that we broke up came in with another girl. This is the part the young girls are going to love. So he comes in with this other girl. She's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous and walks in. And so I'm, I'm just like, hey, you know, I'm from the South, so we know how to do that. And I'm like, okay, just totally, you know, like, so good to see you. And so I'm just like, you know, what's your name again? So anyway, we talked. And then, and then um, they sat two rows behind me, literally two rows behind me. So I'm sitting there, um, maybe on the second row. There are two rows behind me. And, y'all, I couldn't think of anything from that point on. All I could think of is, what is he doing with this girl? Why is he here? Why did he come sit behind me? I mean, just all these kind of things were coming. And, of course, you got to remember, I was a brand-new Christian, so I didn't understand spiritual warfare. I didn't understand any of that. So what, what ended up happening is the message got preached. I could not tell you one word that the pastor said. It was Billy Joe Doherty at Victory in, in Victory in Tulsa, and he preached. And I remember thinking, I'm not getting anything out of it. I can't, I can't even think straight. And at the end of it, it was when they first started. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, he said, okay, we, I want you to stand if you need physical healing. So he said, bow your head, close your eyes. So, you know, half did, half didn't. And so we're, we're, we're like, okay. So I started looking and I, start, I saw people standing up for physical healing. And I just said, oh, I mean, just within myself, I just said, oh my gosh, I would never do that. Never. I will never stand up and humiliate myself like that in front of people because I had not, I had never, I had never done something like that before. And I was just like, why are they having to stand to do, you know, all the questions that come in your mind. And, um, y'all, you know, and so I, um, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally talking to God during this, this point, And I'm just like within me. And I'm just saying, there's just no way. I'm just never, will, I would never, never stand up and do that. So then he says, okay, he said, I'm going to go ahead and be obedient, you know. So he's up front, and he said, if you need any kind of um, emotional healing, I want you to stand up. And so I'm sitting there, and um, there, there's a girl sitting next to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's full, and there's a girl sitting next to me. And so I'm, I'm sitting there contemplating, and I'm, it's like a voice screaming saying, stand up. You need to stand up, you know. And I'm saying to myself, but I already took care of it last night in the bathroom. I didn't, I mean, I, why would, I mean, he told me once. You have to pray it once. And then just thank him. Why am I having to get up? Why would I have to stand up and do that? And I mean, literally, it was just like, get up. I mean, there was no, it's just like, get up, get up. So I'm talking back and forth, and I'm saying inside myself, and I hope, if, is there anybody new here? Because this is probably like, who is this up there? But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I said, God, if, if the girl, well, first of all, I said, I'm not going to get up because then the guy behind me, two rows back, they're gonna, he's going to think that I'm needing emotional healing about our breakup. So I'm like, I, there's no way I'm standing now. And then, and I, and I started reasoning things, and I said, you know, and then finally it was just kept on. It felt like forever. And, um, and finally I said, okay, God, if the girl next to me will stand up, I'll stand up, which is so stupid to say. And, or, you know, like, especially to God. And so all of a sudden she taps me on the shoulder. Do not know her. She taps me on the shoulder and she said, hey, if you need to stand up, I'll stand up with you. And I just said, 
okay. So, so um, she grabs my hand, and I'm thinking, why is she grabbing my hand? Just little things like that. Because remember, I grew up Episcopalian. You kneel, you stand, you, you don't do that. And so anyway, she grabbed my hand, and all I could do was just close my eyes. And I just, I just prayed under my breath, and I'm just like, God, I can't believe I'm doing this. And so I'm telling, I'm telling the Lord, like he doesn't already know this. I said, God, I want you to know I'm doing this as an act of faith. I'm doing this out of an act of obedience that what, you know, what I did, it's all confirmed. And this is just a, um, um, a public display <laughs> of what I did and never bringing it up again. And all of a sudden, you can probably guess on the mic, someone says, you in the brown dress on the second row. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, not only did I have to stand up, is my boyfriend thinking I'm emotionally a wreck because of him, which, ugh, no. And so I'm just like, I don't even care. So he said, you in the brown dress, he said, when you walked in this church, the Lord spoke to me about you, but he said, wait until the end. And he said, I don't know if any of this makes sense to you. He said, just wait till the end. And I totally know now. He waited to the end so that I could be obedient and that God could teach me something through that, through that um, you know, having to stand up and pride and all that kind of stuff. And he said, when you walked in, he told me something. He said, I don't know if this is going to make sense. If any of you guys know Billy Joe Doherty, to even say the word bathroom is like, would cringe him, you know. And, he, and you got to remember, this is back in 1980. And so he said, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it exactly like he told me to say it. He said, what you prayed in the bathroom last night, I have totally taken care of. He said, I have forgiven you. I've forgiven your family. And he didn't say my dad. He just said, totally restoration in your life. And he said, if you had not taken that step, you would never have gone on spiritually because you would have always been going back to what happened in the past. And the devil would be constantly using that in your life to never have you grow spiritually and to never have you move forward. And he said, so, and he, he said, um, this is the answer to this. This is the answer to this. This is the answer to that. And like no one else, y'all, I mean, literally, I'm sitting there and the guy that brought me is up on the keyboard and he's just, he's just looking at me like, oh my gosh, because it's my first time to be there. And, you know, and he's looking at, and y'all, I mean, you would think that I would start crying. I would be like, Oh my gosh, God. I mean, I literally just like stared at him. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I mean, I, I, it was like, it was like an out of body experience because he just answered absolutely everything that I had said in the bathroom and then confirmed it by saying what you prayed in the bathroom last night. So, um, the girl next to me starts bawling and she's like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Everything. I'm like, yeah, you know, and she's like, isn't that great? I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't, I mean, there was like, I, there was no emotion, and I don't know if that makes sense or not. It wasn't like an emotional thing, like, oh, it was like, oh my gosh, God is real. I mean, God is real. Like, no one else knew that. I didn't tell my roommate. I didn't tell a soul what I was going through. No one at ORU knew about my past. No one knew that I'd prayed that or connected the, the um, speaker with that or any of that, and I'm telling you, it was such a benchmark experience in my life. And that is what I'm believing for you guys. I am believing for benchmark experiences in your life. Um, you know, it, there were several things that I wanted to say on, 
on just the, um, the whole thing. And the, for the first point, if there's one thing I know is that God is real. And that's very obvious. You wouldn't be here if you didn't think God was real unless you're faking it or unless you're here because someone drug you here because <laughs> um, there was some world itinerant speaker that's going to speak. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just saying, you know, you don't, you know, you don't know why. I'm just saying I don't know why you're here. But I'm, I'm assuming that most of you guys know God. And so what I mean about God is real, I don't just mean that like God is God. I mean, he's real and he cares about your situation. He cares about the intimate, intimate places in your heart. And even though this was back in 1980, he still brings things like this to my remembrance. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, um, so the first one is God is real. And, you know, when you first become a Christian, it's like early infant stages. Everything, God does everything for you. You know, when I got saved, it's like everything I prayed came to pass. Everything, those kind of things happen. That does not happen as much now that I have served the Lord for 40-something years or whatever. It does not, um, it's, it's a little bit different because it's like with a baby. You know, as you know, you know, it's breast milk, then you introduce food, and then you get to the meat. And so there's a lot more required, too much that is given much more is required, and so I just, um, it's just, it's just been a journey, and it's just been amazing. Um, we all have choices, and there was a few things that, that, that I wanted to tell you about in that situation, and I just thought about, like, three takeaways about that, and I don't know where we are on time, but three takeaways is there were three things that could have happened in that day, and one is fear. Fear could have entered in, and, um, you know, you can sit here and say, well, I didn't have an alcoholic dad, or I didn't, um, I didn't have some of the things that she's talking about, or I'm so far beyond that because I've been a Christian for 40 years. That is bull, okay? Let me tell you something. The devil is seeking whom he may devour. I mean, y'all, if there's ever been a time for us to wake up and get real, and that's what I want this to be about this today, is just that we get real, and we don't sit here and say, you know what, I've heard that, I've done that, I know that. It's, he will, he will, you know, he, fear, I, I can just say like right now, I just think there's so much fear that's going on with people, not just about what's going on in the country, the election, or any of that, even though those are pivotal issues, but God has all that taken care of, and yes, we have to vote, and we have to do our part, but you know what, I mean, God is in control, and he knows what you need every step of the way, every single day, and you can sit here and say, you know, well, I'm not really in fear about that, but let me tell you something. Fear could have stopped me from going. When I saw the boyfriend uh, and, and the girl come in, I had a decision. I have, you have choices every single step of the way. You have choices like whether you're going to come to church on Sunday. You know, a lot of times when we have women's events at the church, sometimes the women will come to the women's event and then they won't come to church on Sunday. And then, and I always usually have like the special speaker over on Sunday, which I'm not speaking on Sunday, by the way, but I'm just saying, usually I'll have the special speaker stay over and they'll speak on a totally different message, totally different. And I'll think, gosh, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so, you know? And, and, and it's like, we reason in our mind, well, I've already been there the whole day Friday. You know what I mean? Do I really need to go on Sunday? Cause I really got it on Friday. And that's the way I kind of see society going right now. And I think so much of the time, and people that go to church, so much of the time, I think you miss what God's trying to say. Like some of you guys may be checked out right now thinking this is so elementary, but you know what? Don't be checked out because there's somewhere in your life 
that, that you're dealing with something and you can put on a beautiful face. You can come in here and you can worship and there can be complete turmoil going on in your life. And let me tell you something, God, we need everybody. We need everybody healthy. We need everybody getting real. We need everybody in God's word, applying his word, speaking his word and seeing things changed. And so um, fear could have stopped it. And, um, and paralyzed me, and not even, I would not even go into that church the next day. And then the enemy brought the boyfriend. You know, be aware of the enemy. That's number two. Be aware of the enemy that he, he is going to bring things into your life or try to bring things to your life. He may wait 40 years. I remember one time we were talking to a, a guy that had gotten into a sexual sin. He was in, in ministry, and he said, let me tell you something. He said, for 40 years, I felt like the devil waited in the weeds and came and at the right moment, at the right time, and he said he fell into, into sin. And he totally got his life right, but he's still not where he was in ministry before. And it's sad to me. And it's not that you can't be, but know who your enemy is. He's, 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 he is a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll do anything. He'll cause a conflict with your family member. He'll, he'll right before you get here. You know, like this morning, I was just praying, God, I thank you that your mercies are new every day. God, I thank you for each person that's here. And I'm speaking this now over you guys. God, I thank you for each person that's here. God, I thank you that nothing is going to stop them. No demon in hell can stop them from coming today. God, I thank you that they get past that and they see that it's spiritual and not physical. You know, so much of the time we, and I'm going into things I wouldn't even plan on talking about, but one of the things that, that, you know, that we have to realize is when you get in fights with people, when you, um, and it may not even be a fight, it may be a jealousy, it may be anything that you're dealing with, that you never look at it from the physical eyes. You always look at it from the spiritual eyes. Why is my mom calling me five minutes before I leave and bringing that up? If you start looking at things from that vantage point, it's, it's amazing. Why did so-and-so come up to me at the meeting and just say this exact thing that I've been feeling insecure or whatever about, and making sure, you know, you never can look at her and say, that's her. It's, it's this, you have to look at it like it's spiritual. It is the enemy trying to get you off your game. So the enemy brought, I believe the enemy brought that boyfriend and hit that girl. And who knows? I, don't, I couldn't tell you whatever happened and could care less. But I'm just saying, I don't know his name. I don't know her name. And so much of the time in life, we think it's such a big deal because it's in the moment. And we're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is such a big deal. I can't believe that just happened. And here I am. Can't even remember his name. Can't remember her name. They could have gotten married. Who cares? Who knows? Okay? And it didn't matter because it wasn't physical. It was spiritual. It was to get me to not stand up. And you know what? I could have missed out on what God had for me that day. And if you don't think that that's true, it's true. It's true. You, God gives us choices. And, and the Holy Spirit totally prompts you and tells you, you know, you have to be so sensitive to the Spirit of God. And that's why you have to watch, you know, what you're watching and what you're doing and who you're talking to. And what, you know, who you follow on social media. And if, if it starts bothering you that so-and-so is going on this fabulous vacation and you're not and it messes with you, get off social media. Know your enemy. It's, it's not a, it's nothing against you. It's, it's that it's, it's your trigger points that the devil knows that he can mess with you on. And he can just mess your life up. I mean, quick, you guys. Social media, and I'm sure y'all have heard this a million times, it can mess you up. But you have to, but it can also be your best friend. 
So like I'm in connection with people that I haven't been in connected with in 40 years. And we're pr I'm praying for their grandbabies. I mean, I have grandchildren praying for their grandbabies, you know, and it's like, this is so cool. I can FaceTime my, my daughter in, in Philadelphia every day. So am I running out of time? Okay, third thing is pride. Pride is, I've already taken care of this. I could have easily said, you know what, I took care of this in the bathroom. I'm not standing up. I'm listening to what he said. I'm standing in agreement on that, and I don't need to stand up. And let me tell you something, pride will take you down in a matter of milliseconds and level you. And you will miss out on the great things that God has for you because of pride. Okay, um, so number two is just, if there's one thing I know, deal with your past and move on. This is going to be very quick. Um, just, uh, it's time to grow up. So Philippians 3, 13 and 14 is, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, and I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. We know his voice. Let's, let's hear his voice and apply his word. When I got to ORU, I couldn't have told you why we take communion and why we don't. I, I did not know why, what communion was. And, I, and, and I'll talk about that in my next session, something that was cool about that, but um, you know, I didn't, I never understood what does it mean God the Father, Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit three in one. I, don't, I, didn't never, I never could grasp that. Like, what, what does that mean? Like, I just pray to God in Jesus' name. I pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Well, this is the way I want y'all to think about, just think about this. I am Sandy Shear, and I'm Bill Shear's wife, and I am Taylor Brooklyn and Kennedy's mother, and I'm a pastor's wife at Guts Church. I'm the same person, but I function according to what is pulled from me. So if I'm at church and, and, a, and somebody comes up to me and says, Pastor Sandy, will you pray for me or whatever, that pulls that side, that one dynamic, you know, one um, part of me. And then Bill, when he comes to me, and, he, and I'm his wife, that pulls another gifting. And then, and then when my kids come to me, it's a whole other one, but I'm still Sandy Shear. So the thing is, if you look at it like that, that that God is our Father, and Jesus is Lord, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. Let him lead and guide you into all truth. Everything, everything, everything you do, pray without ceasing, in the car, in, in the um, shower, whatever, and, let, and say, God, thank you that your mercies are new every day. I thank you that the Holy Spirit's going to lead me and guide me into all truth. I'm not going to take one step out of your perfect will. Not one. So let me know when it's the enemy coming towards me. And I'm telling you, your life will dramatically change. And you will have benchmark experiences in your life like you've never known. And you will see the world. And you will see your town, your family members, which I'll get into later, your close friends in a whole different way. Because you, you won't even have offense with them. Because it's spiritual. So let's just pray. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus, and I lift up each woman here, God, and I thank you that you know their situation, and God, I thank you that they are going to have amazing benchmark experiences in their life. God, I thank you that they cling to you, and God, I thank you that they see things in a completely different way. I come against fear. I come against pride, and God, I just thank you that we see things as you see them, and we see where you want us to go, 
how you want us to do it. And God, I thank you that they hear your voice, another voice they won't follow. And God, I thank you that it's time to grow up and we are growing up and we are hearing you and changing this world forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.